got zero problem with what Phil Mickelson did, whacking the ball while it was still rolling. So maybe he stick handled a little. So what? It was a happy Gilmore moment. Billy Mick was the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. He got a two-stroke penalty. That's no reason for anybody watching to have a stroke. Mickelson finished 15 shots back. Gold jacket, green jacket, etc., etc. I'll tell you what's worse. Those anal retentive nitwits who used to call in rules violations that they saw on TV. Nobody likes a tattletale, Danny, except, of course, me. Thankfully, golf stopped taking those calls. And I also hate, more than anything or anybody, those dill holes live at the tournaments who yell something out on every shot. Get in the hole! They're yelling, get in the hole on the second shot of a par five. And then you got Baba Booey, Dilly Dilly, Mashed Potatoes, or whatever the frick. Why can't you rejects just watch the tournament? Why does everybody have to try and be part of the show? It reminds me of kids who would do anything to get on the Jumbotron for one second at a Pens game, and their parents encourage them being these little attention whores, and then the parent and the kids celebrate like they cured chlamydia when it happens, when they do get that magic moment on the Jumbotron. It sucks. It's in every sport. Hey, Nitwits, if you try and be part of the show instead of just watching the show, get in your own hole. And guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. 412-333-9939. Oh, wait, that's the number to call to get on the show. I do that all the time. I want to give Matt Mertz a little extra though by saying their number. But I'm just in the rhythm of saying the show's number. Anyway, 412-367-0815 is the number to call to get a hold of Matt Mertz for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I still can't get over... People saying the course was too hard. Why is the course too hard? I want one of you golf nerds to call up and tell me why the course was too hard and why Phil Mickelson should be castrated. Let's have fun. Argue with me. Get my blood boiling a little bit. The uh, course being too hard? Kepka didn't think so. Didn't think so last year either. Think, think about that. This book's Kepka. If golf needs a new hero, maybe he is it. Because here's a guy, two years in a row, won the hardest tournament. And it is. If that's the hardest course, then it's the hardest tournament. And he won two years in a row. And then you got this uh, Westwood shooting a 63. Dear God, how the frig did that happen? How does anybody shoot a 63 in the middle of... Of all that craziness. I'm, I'm sorry, it was Fleetwood. Not Westwood, Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac. You know what? Uh, Tommy Fleetwood and Phil Mickelson should form a tag team. They could be Fleetwood Mick. What the hell? I hate puns like that, too. If I, if I could, I'd punch myself right now. But a 63 
in the middle of all those terrible rounds, in the middle of terrible rounds by him. And he almost won the tournament. Just amazing. You see, because of all the the, the, the balls rolling off the greens into that real high grass, the gorse or whatever they call it, I loved watching that tournament. I just wanted to see what happened next. As opposed to the Masters and all the tradition and all the boring crap. I mean, that, that course at Shinnecock Hills looked like it was played on. There were rough patches. You know, just grass was burnt. That, that, that's golf the way I remembered it from when I played, including the bad shots, although mine were worse. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with Double M. Uh, yeah. I was just calling to talk about why the course was technically hard, I guess, from like a viewer's standpoint. Oh, I have no doubt it was hard, but tell me why it was too hard. Well, because they manufactured the difficulty. It was man-made to do that. So they, they dry out greens. They make pin placement extremely difficult. So these are all things that the USGA is doing specifically to make a course extra hard. Well, what's wrong and with that? Well, because you're watching guys who are the world's best struggle, and that's not what people usually want to see. No, that's exactly what I want to see. I was more interested in watching that tournament yesterday than I have been in any major since the last U.S. Open. Well, and I was saying, the U.S. Open has now become, that's become their calling card. Is making I don't want to see low scores manipulated by making the course easy, which, which I'm sure happens in a lot of tournaments. They make it easy for the scores, correct? Well, yeah, and they did that yesterday. After there was that was the big disparity in scores yesterday from Saturday. So Tommy Fleetwood was able to go out and shoot 15 shots better because they made pin placement easier and they wet the greens. So, well, there's not, but there's nothing it. wrong with that. That that's they do that at every course every night, don't they? It depends on if they don't do it to the level that the USGA has taken some statistic. But it's that's like their decision. It's their tournament. Well, why would you want to watch bad turf in football, football or bad ice in hockey? You want the, the no, no. That's that's nothing to do with this. They they didn't they didn't make the greens bad. They make they did. They make them specifically difficult. They're going out. Of no, 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 no. But but difficult is not the same as bad ice. Difficult is not the same as as a muddy field. It it makes the product worse and makes not the for players. me not for me and I don't know what the ratings were well the ratings won't be good because washed up tiger didn't even make it to Saturday but but oh, it just I, I just don't up. I just don't see anything wrong with it I just don't I mean if you do that's your opinion and I respect it because it sounds like you watch more golf than me but I find that to be infinitely more interesting than watching some dope shoot a sixty four that Fleetwood guy shooting a sixty three on that course he should be bronzed. Yeah. What, you disagree? No. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's a happy medium, and you want to see a lot of people put it this way. I respect that your opinion on that, too. I get that. There's a lot of people who want to see the world's best play well and not – what's going on right now with the USGA is they're – But they're, still the, world, they're still the world's best, and within the context of that course, they can still play well. Like Brooks Kepka played well. They're getting punished for good shots. What do you mean punished? Punish? Nobody because hit him in the, make, in the head with a hammer? <laughs> yes. No, they're getting they're making good shots, and because the USGA has got some sadistic side to it now, they're making these, like, greens. How, now, how do you get punished for a good shot? Because the, the greens are so unreasonably difficult that they're not being true to the game. There is some truism to golf. There oh, is, bro, you there, sound like Judge Smales. 
You're pissing me off. Okay, okay. No, mate. If 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 that shot's not good enough, make a better shot. There's a good shot to be found out there somewhere. It's just a narrower margin for error. I think that's very fair to say, don't you? Yeah, I I can get that. I just would think I think that there are golf diehards who don't want to see guys shoot over par. That's just not because we can go see ourselves do that. You well, then go do it. You want to see them play better. Let me tell you, if every tournament was like the one yesterday, I'd watch a lot more. And you know what? Maybe they should think about that. Because I think you golf diehards are going to watch the tournaments no matter what. But I think the way that course was yesterday is more likely to attract a casual fan. And that they may very well be true. Absolutely. But you know what? None of it matters if Tiger isn't playing. They've made golf so that everybody cares about Tiger and nothing else. And if he's not playing, it doesn't matter. And I haven't seen the ratings but I would expect they will reflect that. And, and like, look at this weekend. Everybody stunk on that course. He stunk even worse. He stinks now. Get that through your heads. He sucks. Let's go to David in the car. David, drawing with double M. Good day, Mr. Madden. Right. Yeah, I wanted to comment on that, uh, about the golf course being too difficult. I do agree with you about attracting the casual viewer. Uh, you know, golf fans are going to want to watch it regardless, but that's what makes the casual fan more interested is showing that those PGA Tour players too can make mistakes aren't... Right, that's right, exactly. I like seeing those guys exhibit frustration and being vulnerable. Exactly, and it it goes to show and and prove that that you noted there that Fleetwood shot the 63. I mean, that to you, that's very impressive, and just like it is to everyone else, and it, it shows that... It's not just lightning in a bottle for these guys. It is difficult for them, too, and there are shines. Him shooting 63 at Shittacock Hills was superhuman. It, it definitely was, and I agree. And I, they, they're, The USGA is known for making the courses like that just to get that vibe out there for those casual fans. Now, I think that the, the PGA Tour players are thinking it's more up to luck than skill due to the pin placements, fast greens, etc. But the, the USGA is getting what they want. And that's well, the you know what you could tell when you watch that tournament? You could tell which players were little crybabies about it and, and got overly frustrated by it, and others like Kepka just put their heads down and played. They played it exactly. shot by shot and profited from it. Now let me ask you this, because they're discussing this on, on Fox Sports right now, and I find this ridiculous. Do you think Mickelson affected his, his legacy by what he did? No, absolutely not. No, no, that's just, no, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of my friends in the group chat we have, surprised by it and i was too but i mean honestly the frustration finally finally settled and got out of him and it took him 48 years to finally show that on the course yeah i mean see i always like phil mickelson better than tiger because you know tiger's a smug dink i just don't like him and phil mickelson's a smug dink too but at least he's our smug dink if you're the kind of guy who likes somebody who goes out there and is a bit of a wide earp he's a shot maker Exactly. Yeah, he he, he makes it happen. And I mean, like Tiger's I, the I, play it safe guy. I always thought Phil Mickelson was like more of a tin cup McAvoy type of guy. Yeah, exactly. He he goes for it just like back at the Masters on that shot out of the pine straw. So I think affecting the legacy is way out of proportion for it. But I I definitely agree that it it was different than um, you know it, it's the normal way he behaves on the course, as is evident by all the all the different examples he set. Oh, Tiger did an interview today. He said he absolutely can win another major. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to find him. I would bet him $100,000 he doesn't win a major within three years. I'm sure he wouldn't mind taking that bet. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's butt white money to him. 
You know what? Yeah, exactly. Between you and me, it's not that much to me either. Not at this point. Thank you for the call. Okay, we got Phil and 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 T. That's a weird name, Mister T. I pity the fool. They're on hold. We'll get to them in a moment. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. <laughs> by the way, the uh, 452 segment was sponsored by 84 Lumber. When Bob's not here, I forget to say that. So thanks to everybody. And, and I, well, I haven't seen Mr. Hardy in ages. I'd love to see Mr. Hardy. Maybe down at Nemecolon this summer at some point. Uh, 412-333-9939. Uh, Penguins general manager Jim Rutherford apparently referred to Brian Dumoulin, the defenseman, as an untouchable in an interview. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't trade Dumo. That's a strong word, untouchable. He was their best defenseman this past year, but that's nonetheless a strong word. 412-333-9939. The big story for just tuning in. Barry Trotz is out as the coach of the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. Uh, it was thought he was a free agent at season's end because they didn't give him an extension. But he had a clause in his contract that gave him a two-year extension if he won the Stanley Cup. So instead of making 1.5 mil like he did this past season, he would have been making 1.8 mil in each of the next two seasons. But he felt like that wasn't enough, so... They agreed to disagree and agreed to part ways, and Barry Trotz is now a free agent. If there's any ill will, it's on the part of the Capitals because they felt Trotz agreed to a deal, and the Cup kicked in the extension, and uh, they didn't want to renegotiate. They thought they had a deal. And Trotz, of course, felt hard done by because the Capitals didn't give him an extension before the season started. So Barry Trotz no longer the... Coach of the Capitals, a lot of people are saying he'll go to the Islanders with Lou Lamorello where there is a coaching vacancy. I think he can do better than that. Those same people think that Trotz going there with Lamorello already there would cause John Tavares to stay. I don't see that either. I predict Trotz will go somewhere else, and Tavares, too, will go somewhere else. And if they both go there, well, Trotz goes there and Tavares stays there, then they're stupid. I mean, think about that. You're going to a team that's a lame duck in its rink for the next three years, two or three years at Brooklyn. How much money are they going to spend? Then they're moving to Queens. The transition to that, I mean, it won't be difficult, but you get my drift. There's just so much that's uncertain there for the next how many years. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't go there if I were Trotz. Wouldn't stay there if I were Tavares. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Kevin tweets. There is no more annoying fan in sports than the get-in-the-hole guy in at golf tournaments. Yeah, the most annoying. Get in the hole. Like, you know, he's hitting the second shot at a par five. It can't possibly get in the hole, and this schmuck's yelling, get in the hole. Let's go to Phil in the car. Phil, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mark. Uh, picking back, piggybacking off of previous callers, um, the course conditions, and yes, the greens were not great and the pin locations were difficult, but it seemed like the wind and the rough were the most challenging things for the players, especially the first couple of days, because if you do not get on the fairway and you were in the rough, you're dead because it was like knee-high rough, and the wind didn't help that at all. Well, okay, you can't control the wind even a little bit, as I'm sure you're aware. I would agree. And the way to avoid uh, the rough is to not hit it in the rough. 
That is true. Uh, but hitting the green was a lot more difficult because of the wind, and I think that's why you saw it. Well, yeah, I mean, they play, it's played outdoors. There are a lot of variables that can't be controlled. I would totally agree with you, though. I thought that was way more entertaining than seeing a dozen guys post, like, 15 under. Uh, you know, it's kind of entertaining seeing the big guns shoot, like, 10 and 15 over. That doesn't happen too often. When, 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 I, when I hear the one guy, who's the guy that won? Who won the uh, memorial? I don't know. Was a guy named Van de Bosch? Is that, like, a, a golfer's name? It, it, was a, it was a guy who won a tournament recently, and he had the ball in a really difficult position at the U.S. Open. He literally yelled on camera, what the heck am I supposed to do now? <laughs> well, you, you know what you do? You be a professional. And, and yelling and screaming about crap like that isn't being a professional. And I think that Kepka won, and uh, Fleetwood you know, shot that incredible round, because they kept their heads and played like professionals more than anybody else. And I think there's oh, a lot definitely. to be said for that. I think I think that mental discipline, you know, goes a long way, don't you? Oh, definitely. Kepka even said, I think it was between the third and fourth day, no one's more confident here than I am. I mean, if you just keep your head down and, and play like you're actually wanting to win and not complaining about the conditions, I mean, you're obviously probably going to shoot better. Thank you for the call. Good stuff. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Oh, oh, here this is the guy, Bryson DeChambeau. He won the Memorial. He was the guy on the course at the U.S. Open in a difficult shot, saying, "What the heck am I supposed to do now?" Well, the letters GFY come to mind. Let's go to uh, T. Is that your name, T in Moon, and two yeah, for T? Your name's T. Yeah. Yes, it's T. Thanks, Mark. As in the letter T. As the letter T. It's correct. <laughs> Fire away. What do you got? Well, it's a what you're asking is sort of complicated, but te technology has basically made that type of course, Shinnecock Hills, obsolete. So the only way that the USGA can keep th that course When you say like obsolete, that, what do you mean by that? How, it has you know fairways, well, greens, tees, holes. It's not obsolete from my point of view, but go ahead. How is it obsolete? Hold on. Technology, that, the guy who designed that designed... Par four is sometimes a, your club used to be like a, a, a five iron or four iron. People now can hit wedges into those holes. Okay. So you have to speed up the so that in in order to counteract that, they have to speed up the greens, but they speed them up to speeds that just shouldn't be kept on a green like that. They're not. Why is it like dangerous? Be. Could people get hurt? No, but but then, then what's five, the difference? You can you can you can, you can have then, a then five what's foot the difference? Putt. You can have a five-foot putt, and then it putt off the green, and then you're... Not if it goes in the away. hole, it doesn't. But that... Well, these are the these are the best golfers in the world. I'm aware so of that. If you golf, it's unlikely, it's if you golf that, well, that, all of the problems you're talking about are conquered. No, As evidenced no, by no. the guy... Oh, if you then the how did the guy shoot the 63? They... In the last day, they put the pins in the middle of the green so that they were approachable. And the, yeah, nobody else shot a 63. Okay, in no, fact, I think the next there best score... Make it, I, there were lots of good scores yesterday. Oh, really? What he, was the he, next he best one after 63? I, 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 Kepka's score? What did he shoot? I don't know. You're the guy who called and brought it up. Well, I'm letting you know what the problem is. Anyway, the reason... No, you're letting so you me know what you think the problem the world, is. You have the best golfers in the world, and they should, they're not going to... I'm, um, I'm, I'm looking at the scores... 
from the round yesterday? Yeah. Okay, Fleetwood shot minus seven. There's yeah. like a couple minus twos. There's even. There's a minus one, and the rest are pluses. So it's well, not like they good. made the course that easy yeah. yesterday. It was easier than it was the days before. Wait, you should never have to a professional tournament like Bro, that. You were such an you were such an apologist for these guys. You were such an apologist for these guys. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, you're on with Double M. I want to make a comment about how the course played on Saturday. It, the USGA came out and said they made a mistake between the course setup because the course dried out and played completely different between the morning and the afternoon. Okay, that how do you control that? Time players. You don't, but they said it on well, the Well, then end. if you don't, they what? then they didn't make a mistake. It was just an unfortunate circumstance. See, all you golf no, purists, you just whine and whine. You can tell it's not a real sport because you guys aren't real athletes and you just whine. Hello? Guess that hit a nerve. Seriously, golfers aren't real athletes. It's not a real sport. That's why all you do is whine. That's why you got that guy, D. Rochambeau, or whatever the frig his French name is. What am I supposed to do now? Let's go to Bob in the car. Bob, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. Hey, I tell you what. The thing about golf is played it for many years and just watch it. The U.S. Open is great because it is the mental test. That's right. It's one of those, de it's one of those deals where you have 100 guys. If you take them out on an average course, say, around the area, Lindenwood or whatever, those guys, those top 100, are all shoot 18 under. But the bottom line is, when it comes down to, oh, shit, oh, excuse me, what kind Yeah, but Kepka obviously has it mentally together. He won the tournament with the tough course two years in a row. Two years in a row. I'm serious. You, you golf people, you're a bunch of candy asses. You're a bunch of whining candy asses. It's not a real sport. It's just some goofy game. And you get offended when it's too hard, oh, it's too hard. Football, they play in driving rain, knocking each other's heads off. Hockey, they whack at each other with pieces of lumber. Baseball, they throw at each other's heads. But golf, oh, it's so hard. The grass was dry. It's so hard. I didn't know what to do. Dry, hard, fairway, tall grass. Ah! I mean, seriously, like, you people think that they dive in soccer? The way soccer's played, I mean, the way golf's played compared to soccer, golf makes soccer look like Rambo 4. Dear God. We got Joe on hold. We got Bank on hold. We'll get to you in a second. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. Uh, six days ago, I kind of tweaked Pitt. I said Pitt only has one football recruit. How can that be? Well, now they're up to 10. The people are busting my chops. Well, yeah, six days later. They should get more. They better get more. Tough to play football with one guy. Heck, it's tough to play with uh, 10. By the way, a buddy of mine's kid, Mike Kadick, who I grew up with in Reserve Township, his son played for Pine Richland. I haven't talked to Mike in a long time, but I saw his boy sign a scholarship with Indiana. So good for, uh, good for uh, young Mike and I... Uh, that Pine Richland team, Boyd, has a ton of big-time recruits. Eric Kasparovich is doing one heck of a job out there at Pine Richland. 
412-333-9939. Let's go to Roy in the car. Roy. How you doing, Mark? You're on with Double M. What's up? Hey, uh, listen for the last half hour about golfing and comparisons to other sports and how they just don't like the, the how things were set up and so forth. But you got to remember, golf, and I'm going to equate it to bowling, probably not two of the sports you talk a lot about on this station. They're not even sports, but go ahead. Um, those sports are both the same. You're playing Right, they're not sports. The That's course. how they're the same. You're not playing against each other. You have to learn to adapt to the situation. No, no, you are playing against each other because because the scores are compared. Somebody wins and loses. Well, I, I agree with that, yes. But it's not like you're playing ping pong where the other guy's hitting the ball back at you. That's not a sport either. Like it's, my, my issue is there is no matter how you think the course is going to be set up, no matter how you think the bowling lanes are going to be set up, you have to learn. Bowling to lanes are all the exactly situation. the same, except I guess there's oil on them to some degree. Right. And, and, and if you don't adapt, you're not going to succeed. And if you're thinking that what you have, the normal way that you play is the, the sexy type of play with the long drives, these beautiful hits, these perfect curving balls, you know what? Sometimes you've got to get away from that if you want to win and just do what you need to do to win. And I think a lot of these guys come there to the court. Well, yeah, you're, you're basically saying what I said, although you're, you're saying it in much more detailed fashion. Uh, Brooks Kepka won because he kept his cool and just played very professionally stroke by stroke, whereas other guys got visibly frustrated. Yes, and, and I think Nicholson, maybe uh, along the same line, is he went there expecting the course to be laid out for him, not him have to go there to adapt to what he had in front of him. I'm not sure he thought it out that much. I think he just got very frustrated and you know, did what he did. I think most players got frustrated. And and I and, and I and I can understand that. It's just the, the the place wasn't set up for the style that you have. You have to go with that and say, okay, I didn't win that one. Where's the next course, and how do I prepare? I wish all the courses were like that. I like it when these guys get frustrated, bro. I like it when they're vulnerable. And did you notice how it's many of the champions that they were tough. promoting? It's supposed to be difficult. What was that? Uh, did you notice a lot of the stuff that they were showing on there? was the number of chip-ins from, from off the green and things like that. And that's something a lot of times you don't see, but there was more of that because some of these guys were laying up and preparing for an easier shot around the green because they knew how it was running. Let's go to Tom on the highway. Tom, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Hey, yeah. buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm listening to your conversation, and uh, I'm a golfer, and um, uh, here's the thing about the athleticism part, Okay. These guys, they're not sprinters, although, you know, some of them probably are. I'm sure, like, uh, uh, Tiger Woods and Dustin Johnson would beat most people in a 40-yard dash. But it, they're more like they're more like, like a fighter pilot, okay? They're very controlled. <laughs> they're, very, they're, very, they're very disciplined. Are you serious? Okay? At, at the professional level, absolutely. Uh, okay, you, absolutely. Know, you know what would make them fighter pilots? If somebody went out with a machine gun and shot at them while they were playing, they'd be like fighter pilots. That's an absurd comparison. No, no, they are. They, no, 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 no. It's an absurd comparison. Have, they have amazing. They amazing ha have amazing hand-eye coordination. Okay, bro, they're not and like fighter pilots. They're just not. Nobody's shooting. Yeah, they they are. They they're they're very. I'll tell you what. You play golf. People too. If you look at if you, you look play at golf. the personality of a golfer, you said you play golf, right? Very much under. You play golf. Very much under control. Put this guy in hold okay. till he shuts up. I'm sorry. I said, uh, let me talk. I'm the guy who talks. Okay. Oh, Do you play golf? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Do you consider yourself a good golfer? No. <laughs> I'm an average golfer. Because I, I wanted to see if you would be willing to sign a waiver, sign a waiver that would allow me to follow you on the course with an automatic weapon and shoot it at you. <laughs> Only if I had one, too, dude. Well, that should be no, 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 that should be no problem because you're, you're a fighter pilot, right? Uh, well, I don't mean from being shot at. I don't mean the... the, the, the no, no, that's exactly what you said. You said it was shot. like you were like about, a, a fighter pilot. Thought, Goodbye. It's not even a sport. They aren't athletes. How about the guy before? Every game he mentioned wasn't a sport either. It's like bowling. It's like ping pong. Let's go to Joe and Baldwin. Joe, you're on with Mark. Yeah, I was going to call you about the uh, Phil Mickelson. Um, really, that affects the prize fund on what he did. Because he, he should have got penalized more than that, and he should have not tied for 48. He okay, drop a lot okay let, me, let, me, let me talk real slowly here. He should not have got penalized more than he did. Why do you say that? Because the ball is still moving. So he right, right, right. Now, are you familiar with the rules of golf? He should have been disqualified. Are you, why? That's not in the rule book. It is in the rule book. No, it's not. The, the ball was still moving when he hit it. Yeah, then the, it says a two-stroke penalty, which was administered. He could have been disqualified. Well, he could have been. There's that option for any violation, but the rule book says two strokes. He was penalized two strokes. I I have a different rule book back. No, or maybe you just don't read real well. No, no, I can read, but my rule book says that. Okay, now, now, now. No, you, no, okay, because let me tell you something. If they could have disqualified him, they would have, because they weren't happy with what he did. But the rule book says two strokes. In fact, I got it right here in front of me. It says, and I quote, two strokes. I mean, what's so hard to understand? Why would they have administered? I, I, why would they have I, administered a different punishment than the rule book said? I'm saying he could have got disqualified. Oh that. no, but, but but he couldn't have. The rule book says two strokes. All right, well, I'll disagree with you. But no, you're, okay. you're not disagreeing with me. You're refusing to acknowledge fact, you idiot. The rule book says two strokes. Two strokes. Two strokes. Okay. Thank you. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm smart, you're stupid. I'm rich, you're poor. I'm good-looking, you're not attractive to anybody. Let's go to Banks in the car. Banks, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Great. So two points I wanted to touch on uh, about the whole golf thing. First off, I agree. Uh, watching them struggle with the PGA stuff, I love it. As being a person that doesn't watch a lot of golf, I, I love that part of the game. Second point, um, you had a caller previously talk about not being able to make good shots. I think them implementing faster greens, um, whatever the weather's doing during the day, I think that's what makes a good shot. Being able to yes. adjust. Yes, that's right. Being able to adjust, calculate, and change your game to what's going on. And I say the harder the better. Exactly. I'm you know what I'd like to absolutely. see? I'd like to see somebody with a bucket of water drench every golfer right as he swings. Oh, they should play. I'd like to see a guy like I'd like to see. How about this? Every fourth ball explodes. <laughs> that's a good one, too. Let's go to let's go to Jack and Dormont. Jack, you're on with Mark. Okay, Mark. Uh, I I watch golf probably a little bit every weekend. I especially love to see these guys struggle. And as far as the rule book, that guy never looked at a rule book in his life. The head of the USGA said 
If he would have made a stroke that didn't go towards the hole, they could have disqualified him. But since his stroke went towards the hole, they could not disqualify him. Well, right. The, the, the rule is that it's two strokes. Right. And, and what he could have done there, knowing the conditions, sometimes you can't go through for the hole because some of those, some of those hole placements, if you were uphill, if you just touched the ball and missed, it would roll 70 feet off the green. So what you have to do, you're forced to do. If you don't want to do that, you don't go to make See, I don't understand, sir. I don't, I don't like, and to be fair, a lot of the golfers didn't do this, at least not openly. I don't like when professional athletes are saying their conditions are too hard. Oh, that shows a clear lack of professionalism. Couldn't agree more. You know what? I have a love relation or love hate relationship with a lot of these guys because they're so unlikable. I never liked Tiger Woods when he was an amateur. And wow, just, just you certainly he, beat the rush. No, yeah, well, it's just the way he treated people all his life. He was known for it, you know. And uh, you know, and, and, and as far as being a, uh, a sport. I made some of my best putts after making the turn, having a few beers with a cigarette in my mouth. So I don't think it was a sport. <laughs> it's not a sport. That's a good point. If you can smoke okay. and drink beer while you're doing it, it's not a sport. Okay. I remember this one time, I had a hamburger. No, a cheeseburger. Oh, no, wait, I got nothing and liked it. Time not to ask Mark anything. What a great show it's been. Ask me anything you want about anything you want by dialing 412-333-WXDX. It's time to Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bards, the city's best seafood and shop house. They got the Super Genius Burger, so be sure to check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Andrew in Center Township. Andrew, Ask Mark Anything. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Good. All right, so in the last couple segments, you said that you wouldn't consider golf, uh, bowling, ping pong, stuff like that. Um, sports. So what would your alternative name for them be? Game. Okay. I was thinking competitive hobby, but that's good. They're a game. They're like Monopoly. Yeah, that's true. Thanks. Thank you. Monopoly may have slightly more physical effort. Well, it depends. If you walk in golf, you know, it's walking, but, you know, I can barely walk, so I give you credit for X amount of exertion. If you're in a cart, hide a laziness. I'm not even sure it's a game then, or a hobby. It's like driving. Then again, we think NASCAR is a sport. It's not. Let's go to Bob in the Waterworks. Bob, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I was just wondering, did you ever consider going on the DV morning show full-time? Because i got to be honest with you, when you're on there, it just elevates the show exponentially. Well, anything I'm on is elevated by my presence, but that's never been offered. Are you would saying, you would I take it if I was offered? Sure. How much are you paying me? More than Bauman. Yep, I'd take it. <laughs> I'd take it just so All I right. could sit there every day and tell Bauman I'm making more than him. That would be great. But it, it would it would take an astronomical amount of money to, for me to get up at that time and work in the morning at age 57, bro. It really would. That would be such a, such a drastic change of lifestyle for me. Uh but I love that show. I love you know the guys on the show and, and Val too. They're just great to work with. But I, I just think I'm going to do this show till I die or get fired. But thank you for the call. Let's go to Roger and Aspa. While Roger asks Mark anything. Hey Mark, uh, I was wondering if you had a choice between Tiger Woods becoming the dominant golfer for the next ten years, or Bob Nutting become the richest owner in baseball. Which would you pick? 
neither one's going to happen. So I refuse to pick on the grounds that neither one is going to happen. Leaves the line open, 412-333-9939. Only one episode of Brockmar left for this season. It's Wednesday night. So everybody have a beer. He's actually smoking crack in the last episode. I never thought it would get to that, where the middle-aged guy, actually he's upper-middle-aged. He's like supposed to be roughly my age, I think. He's smoking crack. Yikes. Let's go to Brittany and Imperial. Da, 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 da. Imperial, Brittany, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, just wondering uh, what matchup are you most excited for in the World Cup? In the round robin, or do you mean in the knockout? Uh, in the round robin. You know, I was looking forward to Spain-Portugal more than any, and that lived up to its billing, that 3-3 draw. That was the one I was most looking forward to. Okay. Thank you for the call. Moving forward, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I just watch every game. If I'm near TV, I watch the game. Let's go to uh, Dave on the south side. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, check it out. Uh, I asked this question to, like, even an English teacher, and she didn't know either. Um, the phrase, believe you me, why would that not be believe me you because I'm the one talking? I, I don't understand what that phrase means. Believe you me means you better believe what I'm about to say. But why does it believe you, me? It should be believe me, you, right? Uh, I don't care. Goodbye. That that uh, woman asked what what I'm looking forward to the World Cup. I'm looking forward to England, Belgium. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. I'm looking forward to Mohamed Salah getting uh, back on the field for Egypt, the Liverpool striker. Leaves the line open, 412-333-WXDX. Whenever I say leaves the line open, that means I don't have quite enough calls to get to the end of the show. And believe you me, that's my biggest goal at this time. So call now, 412-333-WXDX. I'll just leave the show early and go have a beer. Go to Mike in Strasburg. Mike, ask Mark anything. What's up, Mark? How you doing? What up, Mike? Hey, can you um, name five people in the wrestling business who are the most just genuinely unlikable? You see, that that's a very personal question because do you mean unlikable to me or unlikable in general? Unlikable to people in the back, like not just you, but like people in the business that were generally overall considered unlikable. You see, you know what? I was probably one of those people. I mean, to some people. I, I don't know. Like the only guy I didn't get along with that I worked with, that I didn't get along with, and I got along with him for the first several years, was Diamond Dallas Page, D.D. Me. Really? Because what he was happened? utterly oh. narcissistic and selfish. But everybody else seemed to like him. It's like okay. Bruno San Martino, the late Bruno San Martino. I couldn't stand him. Everybody else really? seemed to like him. So maybe okay. I'm not the guy to ask. Okay. I was just wondering from a personal... Uh, hey, did you, hey, well, Jim Cornette's a total piece of trash. He's a total ass. And, <laughs> and uh, as many people dislike him as, as like him. I see. So I thought, yeah, I figured he was probably universally pretty disliked. Uh, no, he know he knows a lot about the business. It's a shame about Cornette because he a hold his way out of the business. He should be helping yeah. run a big company right now, and he's just impossible to work with. He a hold his way out of the business, but he's a pathetic loser who plays with comic books and stuff like that. So to each their own. And he well, married he... a ring rat. Oh, okay. Can you tell me how he did it? Like, I, I just married did... a ring rat. Just no, no. Uh, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I know how he did that. But how did he? Uh, what was he? How did he a hold his way? 
yeah, through that position. If you don't agree with him 100%, you're the enemy. There uh, is no negotiating with him whatsoever, whether it's a personal topic or a professional topic. And he became the enemy to too many people because of that. Because if I'm his enemy, he's my enemy too. Right. Okay, cool. Thank you. Bro, the guy called my house one time. Really? And made, oh, we we were friends, and then we had a falling out. I wasn't home. He asked my mother if she could stop performing oral sex on black men long enough to take a message for him. Wow. Okay, only he didn't say black men. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I gotcha. And he didn't. He didn't use the. He used the euphemism for that. My mom goes, "Yeah, let me get a pencil," because she was pretty cool. <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> Let's go to Tommy in the truck. Tommy, ask Mark anything. Tommy, you there? Let's go to Ian in the car. Ian, ask Mark anything. Hey, hey Mark, how you doing? What's up? Hey, I just want to know who you would rather have during their prime, uh, Luis Suarez or uh, Fernando Torres? Luis Suarez. Really? Torres was pretty good, though. Torres was a great finisher. Suarez took over games. All right, thanks for your time. Thank you. Let's go to Joe in Monroeville. Joe, ask Mark anything. Mark, why are horse racing names so weird? Well, I mean, there's no real limits on what to name them, so guys do stupid stuff. Uh, speaking of Liverpool, there was a guy who played for Liverpool named Robbie Fowler. And he and Steve McManaman, another Liverpool player who was a soccer color commentator for a long time, uh, Fowler and McManaman had two horses. You know what they called them? This horse and that horse. <laughs> Oh, no, wait, no, no, it was this horse and the other horse. (laughs) And so, like, you'd you'd hear the race being announced, and the other horse is coming up on the outside. That's that's quite perfect, actually. Yeah, a couple of idiots, but they're funny. Thank you for the call. All right. That's all there is. There ain't no more. See you tomorrow. 105.9 The X.